Hey, what's up, everybody? Krista here with the Krista and Ed Show, and today we have another special guest. Her name is Kelly Samble. She is a sales and business strategist. She works with entrepreneurs, small businesses, and professionals to help them create a repeatable and successful sales system and to have unshakable confidence in sales conversations so they can naturally and quickly convert more sales and profits into their business. If you want to hear more of what this lady has to offer, make sure you stay tuned. Welcome to the Krista and Ed Show. This is where we are going to document our journey on everything partnership in love and in business. We are not holding anything back, guys. So if you want to learn about online marketing and what goes on in an everyday life of a husband and wife, making these two things work together, make sure you follow us. And guess what? Everything's going to be all right and okay. Hi, everybody. It's Ed, Krista from the Krista and Ed Show. And we're super excited today because we've got a new guest. And she hails from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Kelly Sample is a sales and business strategist. She works with entrepreneurs, small businesses, professionals to help them create a repeatable, successful sales system and to have unshakable confidence in sales conversations so they can naturally and quickly convert more sales, more profits for people's businesses. So we wanna welcome you. Uh, I guess you've been uh, in high ticket sales for 15 years and then you did six years of sales training and then you kinda gave it your corporate America job up and said, okay, I'm going all in uh, and starting your own business and you're an entrepreneur and uh, you're helping other entrepreneurs. So we want to really welcome you. We appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. It definitely is a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. So Kelly, we just taught, he just um, gave a brief introduction of what you do, but obviously that you have a lot of probably really cool stories to tell us but um, so just if you can quickly tell us in your own words what it is that you do um, you know why you do it and um, I'd like to talk a little bit about you know the the pivot on you leaving your corporate job because I did that as well and it, it's a scary decision yeah. I think it took me three years before I did that so let's hear what yeah. you say about that. Yeah, so so I'm a sales and business coach, and I also work strategy with people. So that's why I call, call myself a strategist, because a lot of coaches are kind of there to guide people, but not really offer insight and offer ideas and strategy. And so I do both. Um, having a lot of sales experience and sales training experience, that kind of led to that. And we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. But what I really do is I work with the solopreneurs mostly, those people that have a really great service or a product that, have been, that has been within them and they're really good at what they do, but they're not always good about speaking about what they do and telling other people about what they do. Yeah. And um, when I was in sales training, it was great. I was working with salespeople all the time, but I was seeing the entrepreneurial world that I wanted to be in. And I was kind of dabbling here and there. And I was seeing a lot of people really struggling and struggling with that message and struggling with that, that conversation of the sales, because either they thought it was like they had to kind of 
go all out and use all the tactics, which then become yeah. very in your face, pushy, um, inauthentic, and just, and, and it isn't good so for them either. Natural. Yeah. No, yeah. it isn't good for them either because they're trying to become somebody they're not yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Or what they do is they totally like, um, talk about, well, oh, sales, if I just, if I listen well, and if I serve, it'll just automatically happen for me. And it's like, okay, great. But how many times have you been sitting there helping and serving your friends and listening to them and being and sharing and everything and nothing happened? Yeah. From it? Yeah. Or you have a zero, you know, a goose egg in your bank account because mm -hmm. you're not getting paid for that. Yeah. And that was like a sore spot for me and what really inspired me to say, you know what, I want to work with entrepreneurs. It's great working in corporate. It's great working with teams of, you know, bigger businesses, but I really want to focus on those people that can make a huge impact in the world. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that. You know, um, it's funny because that topic kind of goes also into, you know, when you're working with entrepreneurs to understand that when they have employees in a team too, that whole culture and way of thinking can transcend to that. Mm -hmm. um, we mentioned earlier in the conversation, one of our friends contacted contacted us yesterday and he was a cop and he said wow you know like you're talking like kind of directed to entrepreneurs and stuff he's like but just so you know like I'm getting so much out of this and he started talking about you know the dynamics at the office and the police force and stuff like that and I, I thought it was really cool so as you were talking here I realized when I worked in the corporate world I think if I had you know um, some direction or you know whatever in the type of thinking in sales even though the industry was utilities and I wasn't selling, I would have been maybe a bit more comfortable in networking situations. Mm -hmm. um, when I first met my husband or Ed, he, um, he, he was a, he still is like an Uber networker. He loves to go to those things. And until I started my own business, I didn't understand the value in it or whatever. Right now I totally get it. It's about relationships, but he used to always say like, okay, so what are you going to tell people you do? Right. Cause they just ask you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I was like almost embarrassed of where I work because I felt like I'm going to have to sell myself if I tell someone. Yeah. Yeah. So I would be like, I'm just going to say I work at Wendy's and flip burgers. Like I don't even want to talk about it. Right. It doesn't <laughs> define me, you know, yeah. but now that I'm starting to understand, you know, the psychology and more behind it, it, it it's actually not like that at all. You don't have mm -hmm. to do that. So I think it's really cool what you're doing and it can help people even further than just, you know, the solo entrepreneurs. So well, and, and the interesting thing is, is no matter what business you're in, no matter where you work, you always have to sell yourself. Yeah. And it might be in an interview. It might be asking for a raise. It might be even just trying to get somebody to jump onto your idea. Um, my, my husband just recently had an opportunity for another job at his company and he had an interview. And so I was teaching him how to interview using sales skills. Yeah. Right. Because you really have to do that in an interview in order for people to say, wow, you know, wow, you really know your stuff. I want you to be here, but not so much where it's like, okay, I'm the best thing ever and you need to do this because of this and that, but it's a conversation back and forth and yeah. knowing how to do that is really awesome. And sales is a skill you'll use for your life. Yes. Yeah. And if you can weave the fabric of, you know, it's like somebody said to me many years ago, the secret to success is sincerity. And I think the way that I've always approached communicating mm -hmm. with people is being very sincere and passionate about what I am communicating to them or I'm trying to sell them or, 
you know, what they need or what I think they need. Right. And yeah. that speaks to it. So I kind of like how you said that it's like in the statement you have on your site, it says, don't be weird, be you, you know, sales with authenticity. I, I was like, Oh man, she used that. I would love to use that. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a big component. People can see through stuff these days, right? If you feel very insincere and you're just kind of like, here's the shiny, you know, buy it. And of course some people will, but I, I don't know. I just think of a lot of people where they, um, the math makes sense. Everything that you're presenting to them makes sense, but in their gut, something just doesn't fit. And they're like, yeah. And you don't know why. So yeah. instead of trying to just be salesy and a showman, why not just be authentic? So I'm assuming, you know, yeah. that's your approach and, and, is. And that's so true too, because, you know, the thing is, is the landscape has changed and being marketers and in the marketing world, you know, there's so much stuff as far as where people can find you, see you and learn about you. Whereas 10, 15, 20 years ago, they might look you up in, you know, the, the yeah. yellow pages, or they might, you know, maybe have you have a website that's very, very primal and, you know, basic information, but they can't really find out a lot about you, just what you're wanting to tell them. Mm -hmm. So people could go into the situation and create a situation or create a, a context around who they are or be a showman or have a personality that they put out front. Yeah. But now with social media, with everything that's out there, you can't because you're going to get caught very quickly. Yes. And if you're trying to do that, it's just a lot of extra effort. And you know what? And it doesn't feel good either. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody who in, in their business that wants to pretend that there's somebody else. I mean, we do that enough, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. places like why <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the primary area. That so done with that. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. My hair is not naturally blonde. So you know. <laughs> Neither is mine. <laughs> or you pretend not to be angry with that person sitting next to you that you've been like right. you know, arguing with and then going, okay, we got to like show up and, and be happy or presentable at least. Yeah. You know, but, like, but, life happens. In, in saying all that too, I, I, what I love right now, and it, there's an education piece behind it that is so cool because of social media though, and the internet and other platforms, you know, you really don't have to necessarily have a whole bunch of big budgets or, you know, that typical, you know, sales team person, like you were just talking about that we used to have. Now mm -hmm. sales and marketing are really the foundation and the core of any business, right? Because yes. without that, you're not going to continually have those leads or whatever it is that you need to have. So what you're doing is so important, especially for, like you said, the solo entrepreneurs. It's so cool because not everybody, you know, even knows where to start or how to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a lot easier now to do that and have a business if you, if you can get your message out there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and you know, one thing too, with the different difference between marketing and sales, a lot of people don't necessarily know the difference, yeah. right? Yep. But the marketing is what attracts people. It brings them in front of you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the marketing can sell through depending on the price point. Mm -hmm. If you're not selling like widgets or something or something lower priced, you can sell a lot of things with never talking to anybody and never having to have a sales conversation. Yeah. But now if you have a service, you have to have a conversation with somebody at some point yeah. because they're not going to buy just off of a great website or a great funnel. You know, it, it will 
definitely put their level of qualification and interest higher. So now the conversations you're having are more direct and, and more, um, you know, again, qualified, but you still need to have the conversation. Right. The, the goal is to keep going like this, right? Yeah. If, if they're not working together, then you might have a bit of this and then it's going to, and you're always going to be doing this. And I know I've done it. Right. Yeah. I, I still do it. I've been on that roller coaster. But, right? but, but you're right. Marketing, advertising, and sales seem to be kind of all jumbled in together, but yes. they are very, very, very different. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and also one thing too, you know, with marketing efforts, it's, uh, I'm sure you guys hear this having, you know, in being in the marketing is that when people feel that they're not successful, a lot of times they blame it on the ads or they blame it on the marketing didn't get the right people to your door. Yeah. But sometimes you do have the right people to your door. You just don't know one, how to recognize them or yeah. two, how to actually tap into what they need so that they can feel that connect. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest things that I see and I, I talk a lot about is our language that we use. You know, as professionals, we develop a language around our expertise yeah. that, you know, that we get from lots of time, you know, years being in the industry. Mm -hmm. and our prospect doesn't necessarily have that language. They may have heard a couple of the words, but they may not necessarily know what all of that is. And if we start talking that language and that higher level, it's like talking to a little child with these big 10 letter words, you know, they, they don't get it unless you add some context to it and you yeah. teach them those concepts. Right. And that's your job. And that's why you're in the service industry. Yeah. You are, yeah. but, but the biggest mistake, if you don't do that though, is that they feel either that they are um, either underqualified to work with you and then they kind of opt out yeah. or they feel intimidated and they just agree with you and then yeah. they're just kind of waiting for the conversation to end to disappear. Yeah. And, and that's what happens. It's funny you bring that up because Chris has mentioned that to me before. I get excited about something with SEO or whatever it may be. And yeah. He's like, okay. You're talking nerd here. You're talking, you know, like well, it's, it's, you, this is not something that's relatable to the average Joe. Yeah. And, and even if you're excited about it, maybe they feed a bit into it. But it's interesting you bring that up because a lot of people go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, it, but it's understanding. Fade it, away. <laughs> it's understanding that, understanding, you know, like who you're talking to, but also that they're coming to you because they need a problem solved. They yes. don't want to know how you're doing it. Yep. They just want to know what what yeah. is it that you're gonna like how are we getting to that end result right so um you know and we have talked about this a lot too because again maybe because i'm high d whatever it's like i'm i always look at the big picture right mm -hmm. like way over there whatever it is right and then it's it, like i dissect it all back and that's where the strategy comes in so to me it's like okay great you can sound really smart and confuse someone because most people especially if you're in a boardroom, right? They're going to say, yeah, yeah. And if there's other people there, it's, they're not going to say, well, I don't know what you're saying because there's egos or people like to feel like they're smart. Right. Mm -hmm. And yes. they are, you should never know what yeah. we're talking about or you wouldn't be here yeah. asking for the service. Yeah. Right. So it's great. So you'll get that sale, but you know what happens is then the project starts and as time goes on, there's disappointments because that communication mm -hmm. wasn't really 
understood on the yeah. other end necessarily of what they truly did need or want because you just yeah. have this happening right yeah. so i feel like at the beginning is the best part to go through all of that make sure that everybody understands you know how it's going to work and why because what you want is long-term you know retention not just for the money but for to, to be able to actually serve at your fullest and help and yeah. for them to get whatever it is that you're giving them right yeah. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's so important too to also understand where people are as far as their behavior styles and, you know, their thought process too, because you speak to people differently. And in sales conversations, it's not the place to bring up all of those details. You yeah. get somebody buying into the bigger picture. Yes, yeah. there are some people that need the details in there but it also has to be about really what they're going to get what's that outcome for them how yeah. is it going to how is it going to feel how is it going to look what's that big picture and paint that for them in order for them to really decide in fact that's where decision happens is in the emotion attached yeah. to the details yes. yeah i can i can attest to that i, I have a client uh, where it's like you get excited right so mm -hmm. I'm going over and overwhelming him and not realizing like, Oh, we're going to, and we're going to do this. And, and then this on the back end of your site and da, da, da. And then finally he just looked at me and he was like, Ed, I trust you. Just do, <laughs> honestly, just do what you got to do. Like seriously. And it was because of another client that referred me to him that loves me and saw the results. Yeah. So I already had that kind of pre-framed, you know, he bought in already, but yeah. I'm the kind of guy's like, Oh, I'm going to make sure I got to add value and I show him the rationale of why. And, but he was like, like I own a trucking trucking company. I, I, I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you're like, Oh, uh, okay. All and right. it's great to see that you're passionate about it because that just means, wow, if he's so passionate about it, he must kind of know what he's doing at yeah. least because he's really interested in it. Like I would yeah. love to work with you in that instance because yeah. It's better than somebody that's just like, oh, okay, you need this. Yes. All right, you need this done. I All right, I, I can do that. Okay. And then you're like, oh, like, I'm not quite sure. Like, yeah. he doesn't, he seems more like I'm burdening him than actually anything. So it's good, that passion. But yeah. sometimes you do have to, like, match your levels, too, you yeah. know? thinking from like a level of one to 10, if that person's energy level is at a three, you can't come at them with a 10. You will totally like repel them, push them away, scare them even, you know, but if you're at a three, you can come at them with a five and yeah. your energy will actually bring them up the scale. And as they bring, come up, then you can express more, but you just can't come at them full force at a 10 yeah. with, the three it's like shouting at somebody that's whispering you know it's yeah. it, it it's shocking almost yeah when you say that it just reminds me i mean it's been years but when i uh joined my first network marketing company <laughs> and i was like oh i'm gonna sell this really expensive skincare right and that's what i did to everybody I just, oh, yeah. and it's, you know, it's like $400 for the whole package. And I was like, oh, I have like 500 friends on Facebook. I haven't talked to them since high school. And I like, now when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Why did I ever do that? <laughs> right. But it was like, 
I was like, oh my God, this product is so, You're so good. Excited. And I, and I know all that stuff, but I didn't, I didn't even educate anybody on it to begin with. I just kind of spit it all out there. Yeah. And then it was like, uh, okay. Yeah. And like, how dare I expect someone to spend $400 with me because they know my dad's cousin's mom, like, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's, that's actually a true case of not always knowing your audience too. And it's not yeah. necessarily how dare they may think that they might spend $400. It's how dare I think that this is my client, that everybody that is my friend or yeah. family is now going to be my client. And that's what yeah. network marketing companies tell you. Yeah. And that can be a trap. That's why it's got such kind of a negative connotation to a lot of people right. because you get, they pump you up, you get excited about this opportunity. Yeah. Now you want to tell everybody, but they basically tell you to just you know, like you just got to talk fast and tell them about it. And, and, and I don't even know if they, they told me that it was just that I was so like, Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. But, but it like now knowing what I know, yeah, I, if I joined one, I would crush it. Like I know yeah. that I would, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm on a different yeah. path, but it's like, okay, mm -hmm. there's, there's way more to this than just, yeah. you know, buy this, buy this. Yeah. Right. Although I would say the hardest people to do business with are your friends and family. Mm. Oh, totally. Cause they're not necessarily your clients. Oh, all that. They, they may buy one thing from you yeah. as an uh, obligatory, you know, buy, but then, then they're done. And, yeah. and, and then it creates kind of a neg negative relationship because now whenever you talk about your business, whether you're talking about it in the context of just telling a story, yeah. they're yeah. going to think you're always trying to sell yeah. them something yeah. because you've already kind of pushed that. And so that's where you get this barrier. And uh, believe me, network marketing, there's some really great companies out there and oh, if yeah. you learn how to do it, it's yeah. great. I love supporting my friends that are in network yeah. marketing. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking down about that, but what happens a lot of times newbies especially come in yeah. and they come full force or they, you know, and yeah. they turn people off, not because of necessarily who they are. It's just how they're being in that moment. And you're, and you're setting oh. yourself up for failure. Really yes. it's disappointing, right? Yeah. After that first 30 days, when all of a sudden everyone's gone, no one's answering your texts anymore. <laughs> They've befriended yeah. you on Facebook. I literally no, had that the other day from a buddy on LinkedIn <laughs> who I haven't talked to in years and he's trying to sell me like phone stuff for something. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, and I, I immediately those. have the guard up, right? You're immediately <laughs> like, okay, deflect. Well, I, I love those messages. It's like, hey, and you're like, hey, and they're like, hey, I'm having this party and I'm selling. It's like, wow, like, can you say, how have you been? Tell me a yeah. little bit about like, where, where's that middle conversation yeah. that would happen yeah. if you were even face to face, yeah. you know? Yeah. So how long have you been um, helping entrepreneurs so I have been full-time in this business a little over a year, about a year and a half now. Um, I quit my job last year in April. Yeah. Um, and so it's been uh, full force there. Before then, I had kind of been dabbling and learning and, mm -hmm. and being in networks where I've been kind of helping but never really monetized it too much. Yeah. Um, one the time constraint with with my work and my travel schedule with work was one of the pieces that kind of stopped me from that but also just a little bit of that that fear of jumping into that space so i told my husband i was like there's a point where i just need to i need to either say i'm going for it or not and in my job i loved what i did but i it was a job that required me to travel a lot yeah and it just wasn't working anymore for um, my lifestyle, my health, my like, you know, I mean, when you're constantly out on the road and in planes and in hotels, you know, it, it adds 
adds years to your life. I feel like my, even like I went from looking like I was 25 to all of a sudden like 50 over in like five years. I'm like, oh my God. That's what happened to me. I clearly have been flying a lot lately. (laughs) Right. Well, it does. It's so dehydrating and just like the energy and, and, you know. I did that myself for six years, traveling, flying almost every day. So I can totally relate to that. Yeah, that's about how long I did that too. No, I'm just kidding. Right, yeah. (laughs) I've rehydrated now, so I gained some. Younger women? (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw you. (laughs) That didn't work. Anyways. (laughs) You got to know your audience. (laughs) That's right. I'm trying. You got a different audience that might have (laughs) hit. Yeah. So uh, one of the cool things when I was just checking you out, cause I was stalking you a little bit um, right. and you're talking about like you do some consultation work or, and you'll always say, listen, I'll give you at least three actionable things. And I thought that intrigued me like three actionable, you know, um, things that you can use to improve your sales right off the bat. And I thought that was interesting. So obviously you have like a core kind of foundation as to the things that you see are a problem. Do you want to speak to that at all? Oh my goodness, putting me on the spot. Giving away my secrets. The flashlight is on now. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, so so one of the first things, and I kind of touched on this already, is you have to identify what your language is and what your client's language is. Big, big, big piece. And you need to create that bridge. If you, you can talk your language, you just have to make sure that you're creating a context around it. And what I mean by that is that it's not just the words, but it's also like the world that the words live in. So if I'm describing SEO, so I don't know a lot about SEO, but I know that it's technical. I know it's about the words. It's about kind of all of the, how it fits in cute, like in, in the algorithms, right? So if I was describing that, I would say, you know, so SEO is important because, and I would give a reason why it's important and why it's relevant to anybody. So somebody can say, oh, okay, now I get it. Like I need this because I want to be known. I want to be found. Yes. That's the key thing. And then you might be able to add then a little bit of the technical thing, like, and talk a little bit about the algorithm is that there are some key things, but then you bring it back to what it is that they want and their language and say, so, you know, when you go into Google and you search, I want to find, um, let's see, I just got new tires, a tire, you know, or if you want to find a Kristen Ed show. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, or something that's more broad though. Cause if yeah, they're looking for you, yeah. they'll find you. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, that, that is related that I can then find you by using that search and, yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. Like I want to be searchable. Yeah. And so that kind of links it together. It's kind of like a sandwich, you know, start at their level, bring in a high level thing, come back, wrap it up so that they get that understanding. So first of all, that's, that's one of the biggest principles is understanding your language. Um, But number two, it's, it's amazing how many people cannot tell you their top five benefits of their service or product. Hmm. And a lot of times they'll tell you how it works. And we talked about, you know, that how people don't necessarily care the how they want to know the why they want to know what it does for them. And so when I ask this, like, what are your top five benefits? Sometimes people got to stop and think, but the thing is, is if you're in a networking meeting or if you're somewhere with a prospective client and they ask you what you do and how you serve people and you can't tell them at least five things, 
and five things that are, you know, again, appealing to them, you've lost them. You've lost them the minute you say, um, yeah, yeah. because yeah. it makes it think like you really don't know what you're doing and it might just be, you're just unprepared. Yeah. 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 Caught in, caught in the headlights, so to speak. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Right. So, um, yeah. And, and that, that was me. Like when I did work in my corporate job and I had opportunities, you know, to tell people about it, I, I was unprepared because I was like, yeah. ah, well, and I was caught on the technical stuff, right? Like, well, we liaison between the retailers and the distributors and there's transactions and they're called SROs. Like, oh, what? Okay. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Over my head. Right. You know, yeah. like, okay, gone. Yeah. And, and then, uh, probably the third thing I would say is that, it's a mindset thing. It's that people are afraid to ask for a certain amount of money um, or they have context around what, you know, making money and how much money that they can make in their life. Um, one of my mentors likes to call it her having level. You know, it's like, what are you allowing to yourself to have. So some people it's like, I can ask very easily for somebody to pay $2,000 for my services. But if I ask for 10,000, oh my God, everything in my body cringe, like I can't get the words out or it get, you know, sometimes I have people do an exercise in a live, like when I'm talking live, I have them create um, a sentence that they say with something that's very comfortable and then one that's a stretch number and then one that's like a way out of like out of the the air but like would be like a really cool thing if you could ask for that but it's kind of scary and and i have their partner kind of watch what happens with their face and their body as they're saying it and it's amazing how people like their face will cringe up i was with one lady doing this and she closed her eyes before she said the number and the body language is so significant because if you're face to face with somebody and you say, yeah. Hey, you know, the investment to work with me at this level is and then you look away. Yeah. it's like, like you can't even keep your eyes open because you don't believe it, that belief in yourself and what you have. So a lot of my work does go into also the belief behind it and setting pricing structures that, that really support you, but also make sure that you're not giving away the store. Like, yeah. I think one of the biggest misconceptions with coaches especially is that in order to serve, like you shouldn't have very high prices and that people are being greedy if they're asking for more. But the thing is, is I can give more if I charge more and I work with less people, I can give more to the people I'm working with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a hard concept. Like I've spent many years in, in agency work and digital marketing and, I remember one of the clients, Krista and I have been working on and she's like, this is what we're charging. And I went, Ooh, and she's like, no, like how many years experience do you have? Yep. What exactly. have you done? Look at all the clients. Look at what I've done. Look at my experience, the thousands of dollars in training I've done. And this like, is what we're charging. And, and went, there's two of us. And, and I went, Oh, okay. And we are passionate. Like I yeah. honestly would rather help, you know, if it's one person for one year, you know, or, well, okay, maybe more than one, but I'm just saying, like, I'd rather have 10 than 100. Yes. Because what you just said, yeah. you can go deeper and you yeah. know that you can help them to make the change that they need yeah. to get to the next and level. And sometimes it, it's like, if you're just, you're charting a course and you're on that course, you're on that course. So you need somebody, if people are, you know, people listening out there, you do need somebody from an outside perspective to come in and say, hey, whoa, listen. Yes. You need to charge your worth. 
Right. And if you're not, then they're not your client anyways. They're not the ideal client. And I had a hard time with that. She literally was like, you know, well, trying to. Well, no, but it, it, the thing is because I also know um, that the people are out there who need and are serious yes. and want what mm -hmm. we have. And, you know, I mean, you know, as well, like being part of this coaching program, if you have to pay for something, it's funny how the psychology works that all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, I'm, you're a little bit more committed. If you give it away for free, then the expectation is almost like, well, you need to change my life for me. And then mm -hmm. there, it's not a, a two person type thing, right? Yeah. yeah, there's there's even some psychology around that too, as far as if you're paying for something, you're not as committed, you're not gonna show up and mm -hmm. it's not as valuable to you as when you're committing money to it. Yeah. But another piece is too, is even in bartering, as far as, you know, I don't know if you guys uh, understand or you know, know of the law of attraction and kind of what that really means, but mm -hmm. in bartering, for instance, you know, you're giving your services for somebody else's, that a lot of times, again, it comes to that mindset, well, I'm not really paying for this so I can show up differently versus I'm paying for this, you're paying for this, we're exchanging a paid service. Mm -hmm. So even when you're bartering and you're putting a value on something, you should actually have that money exchange because it's that energy exchange that now puts legitimacy into what yeah. you're offering and what you're doing. That's and it's so it's so important because the thing is is that if you're not if you're not charging money or you know whatever it is that you're doing you you actually show up differently yeah. um, to how you're even giving but receiving that's yeah. a huge thing you just brought up and I never thought of it in that point of view because we had a huge really large print company a chain across a good portion of uh, Canada and doing digital marketing and we literally did an exchange of services so print uh, you know, print related services and everything. But the owner really had very little, you know, he was like, okay. You know what I mean? He wasn't like really engaged. You know what I well, mean? You weren't a priority because he wasn't actually having money coming into his account. Yeah. You yeah. end up yeah. being the last thing, you know, oh, I'll get to it because, well, you're getting it for free. But then all of a sudden when they show up to you, then they want their services high top of the list. And yeah. you even act that other way. And, and it, it ends up like, it can actually end up creating broken relationships yeah. too mm -hmm. because of the fact that you, neither of you show up in yeah. the way that you would for a paying client. Yeah. And, and it then, can, then all of a sudden you have, you know, uh, your account managers having email fights on who did what wrong. And, you know, it's like, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, like, I guess it depends what you're trying to offer and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, oh, I think for us, because we, we've been on both sides, right. And we understand, you know, being an entrepreneur and having employees and all that kind of stuff. It's like, there's this passion to like really helping people understand, you know, things that can help them in their businesses. And I'm just getting excited because hearing you yeah. talk about this, I'm like, yeah. exactly. Like people yeah. need this. They need to hear this and they need to understand it because it, it really doesn't have to be as complicated as we all have it in our heads for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a simple skill to learn, but it's not easy. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it, there are very, you know, basic things that you put into place, but it takes practice. And, you know, sometimes people will ask, well, why do you offer like a three or six month package or work with people that long? Can't you get something really quick? It's like, I could. But the thing is, is if your level of skill is not there, 
I can give you a bunch of tips and send you off, but that's not going to help you. And it's going to look bad on me because you're not going to be applying things and getting the help that you need along the way. So it's, it's about putting it out there, practicing it, coming back, retweaking, coming back and finding out like what you're hearing, because there's so much you can learn from, you know, first of all, there, in communication, there can be a lot of breakdowns. You know, I can say something, but you oh, can yeah. totally make it mean something yeah. else. And mm-hmm. and it's something really great I heard, I think, on another podcast was that there's four types of, uh, four places of communication. It's what you say, mm-hmm. what you mean about what you say, mm-hmm. what the person hears, and then what they make it mean. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. And, yeah. and in communication, there can be a breakdown any, anywhere in those spots. So number one, sometimes they can, they don't even hear what you're actually saying, the words you're actually saying, but for them to hear and get your meaning, like that takes a high level of listening and skill to really like work around and the, create the context of words, right? So that is something that, that you need to learn. But also one thing uh, you guys said earlier when you just gave prices and people went, ah, like, oh my gosh, that was a lot. That's okay. Sometimes it is a gut check for people like, oh my gosh, like that was more than what I thought. Yeah. But if they're not like, okay, well, I just can't, do, like if they don't completely shut down, they're in contention because now they're like, okay, but you know, you're adding value to it. And as long as, you know, you're showing your value and not in a defensive way, yes. like you built that value before. Cause if it's, if you're waiting for the reaction, mm-hmm. you've already lost it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have to then defend yourself at that point in time, now you can add things. Well, remember we had talked about this and this and this, and you need this. When people go to price, their mind goes to, to that number and they forget about everything else that was said before. So sometimes you got to bring them back yeah. and, but it's okay to get that gut check because sometimes it's like, oh, oh, well, how many people don't like, you know, even, unless you have thousands and millions of dollars laying around, even those people will have that type of reaction because yeah. Yeah, yeah. something they never thought about before or mm-hmm. how comprehensive your services are and how much money that's actually going to save them. It just sounds like a big number up front. Yeah. It can be scary. Like anytime putting out a big, you know, Gosh, I got carpet just in the last month and I, they gave me the number. I was like, what? Like, you know, but I needed to do it and I, and yeah. I just decided and I made it happen. Every time we take our family out to dinner and we get the bill, we do the same thing. What? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a debate about that on Friday afternoons if we're going out to the lake. <laughs> like we're not going to McDonald's. There's too many kids here. <laughs> the kids always want um, extra cheese on their poutine. And all they ever eat is really. Cheese, are we so going to go down this road? Here. I don't know. I just felt like talking about it. Perception of value, really. It does. It's about perception of value, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. And and you know, and there's places that will nickel and dime you. And 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 the thing is, is a lot of times low cost things. And and this is even something in anybody's service. If you want to be the low cost leader, you know what? You're actually sacrificing a lot of clients that could be really good clients because they look at that and they go, "What am I not getting?" Mm-hmm. at that price yeah. you know okay fine it's easy right now but are there going to be things that creep up yeah and you know uh and you know is it comprehensive and okay yeah. well if this person is charging this they must not be very experienced and, this, yeah. and, and that's not necessarily the truth mm-hmm. right you know so even the perception of pricing it's like well you have to justify it you know as far as to yourself and figure out your numbers and your budgeting and that yeah. but it's but you're looking at what you're getting for the dollar value and it's, it's justifiable. You just have to let people 
get that, let that sink in, have their reaction happen. It's just a natural human phenomenon that we have reactions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you got to be okay with that. And it's nothing about you. It's just they went through what they went through. Now let's talk. Like, you know, they're back. So. Well, and a lot of people, they'll, they'll without, un, from an uneducated perspective, have a pre-framed amount of money in the top of their head as to what they think they should invest in whatever it is. Right. So. And normally it's wrong. Yeah, normally it's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> normally, it's, normally it's so, so much lower than what, what it really is. But yeah. even, even think about, you know, when we try and budget our time, how many times do you say, well, this should take me an hour and it takes you three. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we're just not good budgeters. Yes. Like time, money, it's always yeah. going to cost more than what you think. It's always yeah. going to take more time than what you think. And yeah. you should take your budget and multiply it. So then you actually can be in a reasonable phase. And that's with yeah. time and money. Would you guys agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm so, bad about that. Cause I yeah. let people, or I give a lot of time. <laughs> she gave me the look. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. This is a it's a learning it's a it's a learning thing and you know it's yeah, I mean we understand that because you know being online and whatnot we can see you know um how you can really leverage you know your your time and stuff like that. Um so like I always talk about for me like I'm four years into figuring this out because when mm-hmm. I left my corporate job, I decided to stay home with my kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I also knew that just the type of person I was, I wasn't going to be running around baking cookies all day. Like I needed something for myself. I'm independent. So I started my online business from home and it was more to give me something to do. And it was a hobby more or less. And it kind of turned into more of a business. But I had the time to, you know, learn and discover and go through all of those things that I needed to, to see that there was a better way, right? That I didn't have when I was working in that nine to five because I was exhausted mentally, you know, whatever, then you come home and you get caught in this, this thing, right? So even though I've been in his ear for a couple of years and a lot more forceful <laughs> in the last eight months, let's say, um, in all fairness, you know, he, he was in, he was caught in that rat race of, you know, um, doing things the way the majority of society does. Right. You know? Um, so, so the time thing is, you know, it's really switching from that dollar for hour to, you know, leveraging your time and being valuable. It's, it's a hard shift in your head. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's another thing too. So it's not just about your time, but it's also about where you get your accountability and help and support. You know, when we all work in a corporate job, a lot of times we have a boss. Yeah. Um, we have coworkers, team, team members that we can go to for specific things. We have a network that a lot of times in companies, you know, they have the HR support and that when you become an entrepreneur, now you're everything. Yeah. And many times you lost your complete a professional support network and it's so important to have a mentor have some sort of support coach you know I highly recommend that any coach have a coach it's like psychiatrists yeah. most psychiatrists have a psychiatrist yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm a sales coach I have a sales coach you know yeah. even though you think well okay she knows sales and everything but it's it's because you cannot always do what you're doing to yourself 
because your blind spots and you also need kind of somebody to guide you in ways that you, you know, think out of the box, but also for you to learn new skills that you can bring to your clients and to your, the people you're serving. And um, that has for me probably been one of the biggest success secrets that I've invested in mentors, you know, sometimes high level and put myself in big communities um, to get that support because of the fact that you can't do it alone. And if you do, it's going to take even longer. And then all of a sudden you're, you've kind of lost your vision or your passion Mm -hmm. behind it because focusing and doing all the things that isn't what really, you know, drives you. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know what? Oh my God. I just had like an epiphany when you talked about that, because I remember being at a point going, Oh my God, like I'm used to working in an environment and you don't realize how everybody works together where I could say, okay, guys, this is what we have to do. And there's this whole organization of you know, thousands of people making this one thing work. Right. right? And that's when I, when I kind of realized, like you put it into really good words here, but when I realized that in my head, it was like, I had this talk with myself, like, okay, you have to figure out where to get different kind of support. And mm-hmm. I did the same thing, but it was like, um, you know, oh man, I lost my train of thought. Did you? <laughs> it was so good. It was well, so good. you know, Krista, if you're anything oh, like recording me, this, you know, <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're anything like me, you're also really hard on yourself about exactly. not knowing those That's things. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I gave myself permission to say, you know what? It is just me. And I had this army of people, you know, working together. So what I have to do is stop. You get to a point where it's like, you, you can't do it all yourself. You can keep trying. You can't, you can't, you can't. And, you know, so, and I would sometimes be frustrated with him because he'd be like, I talked to him about, you know, stuff and he would say, well, you just have to do this. I'm like, oh yeah, just do that. Right. And I still do that with him. Oh yeah. But I'm like, you also have a team of people when you go right. to work, you have yep. staff you have so yeah. you could easily say just do this and people do it so you're also going to be learning that too because i get frustrated i'm like because ah, he's really good at what you're talking about like sales and networking so he yeah. could keep the sales coming in all day long but i'm like stop we need to deliver <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. right you got to have the logistics behind you got to have the infrastructure yeah. if you can't deliver all your efforts for sales go away but also now your message that you're selling is actually being degraded yes yeah that you can't follow through and that can hurt your business even more absolutely oversell for what you can deliver yeah so that's a really good point i'm glad you brought that up because i'm sure there'll be people listening to you know just take i even though i'm out of that spot like i i I felt that feeling again and it's so overwhelming right so just know that yeah Yeah. Um, and going back to just a coach needs a coach you know i think of my life previous like I remember being a sponge reading lots of books you know going to a couple seminars learning just from the organizations I was in before and then somewhere along the lines I just it was like I thought I knew everything or I you know what I mean you do yeah yeah yeah, I got it I got it and then what happens is it times change everything's going on and it's accelerating in fact and you just you go through this arc and then all of a sudden you're like holy crap like I got to do a huge amount of catch up. So the well, amount of learning that I've learned just in the last year is more than I think I've really learned in the last probably five years. 40. Or more. 
Well, and, and that's actually a symptom of complacency too, because we learn what we need to know for our job and we stop there or we just, you know, um, we just work on those things that are specific to our job and we forget about all that other stuff that's out there. Yeah. And when now, and that's why people change jobs, right? Because they hit a place, they hit a plateau yeah. that things are, are feeling boring. They don't feel like they're growing as a person or learning because they're doing the same thing over and over. Okay, great. How many times can you say like that's where I felt I'm like how many times can I say the same thing over and over yeah. I yeah. mean as a trainer I had to think of so many different ways of repackaging yeah. the same message month after month and year after year and there's a point where it's just like wow like I feel like I'm saying the same things and I don't have the same passion behind it anymore and yeah. I'm not learning I'm not progressing so not where's the next step and that's exactly where you are and in the entrepreneurial world you know for people that are thinking about going into that there is a huge learning curve and it's okay yeah. that you have to learn and you kind of have to become that student again yeah. and, and the thing is is anytime if you feel like you know everything uh, go back to school or go, you yeah. know, put yourself, get a book or something because Probably you can always learn something. Yeah. If you yeah. think you know everything, you're in that danger zone, especially oh, totally. if you're, you're a mid-level, like you've got a, a sizable business. You're like, yeah, you know, then there, I think probably in retrospect now you you're, you're successful despite yourself or can be, you know, yeah. but at some point things are, things change. Life changes. People don't like change, you know? So, okay. So I want to ask you a question. You have, um, you're married, right? Your husband, is he an entrepreneur? He is not. He is as far from it as possible. He wants to just work for somebody else, show up and and pretty much, you know, do his job. In fact, for many years he did that. This, this is, um, in the last year he got a new position, which now has him actually be a little more upfront and have to kind of create things instead of just showing up and doing his job. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's challenging because he's, you know, he's not in that entrepreneurial mindset for me sometimes because I, I get frustrated over some things or I get frustrated with myself and he just doesn't quite get it. Um, but then he always tells me I'm way too hard on myself and, you know, and, okay, you know, I, I get that. I am, you know, I am, I am very much kind of that, that driver type and get things done and high expectations and, and that type of thing with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's not, and I don't know if we could ever be in business together unless he's behind the scenes doing something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, uh, I, I might've talked about this on another episode. I'm not sure, but I just like to talk about it because I've been on both sides of the fence. Like I was still in my corporate job before I ever stepped into the entrepreneur world on my own. I think um, when I look back, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart, right? And always knew I was going to do my own thing. But, you know, um, at the time, I remember feeling kind of like it's hard to be married to an entrepreneur because he was the one who, you know, like... I guess was the entrepreneur and, and I've learned a lot from him too in understanding, you know, you don't, you can't, you just can't always go to work for this time in your day and then shut it off. It's not really how it works. Right. But right. there's so much more behind it because you also, you also have a vision and there's a passion that lights you and all these other dynamics. So um, I have a whole new appreciation now and being on the other side, I just want to, 
kind of bring light to that to people as well to to be maybe a little bit more patient with the entrepreneur in the house and encouraging right to (laughs) to understand that um it's just not our fault like it's in the blood right that's totally i mean i've been the same way i've always tried different ventures and things here and there Mm -hmm. and and um this is the first time i went full out on my own and you know it was like okay this is really really my own thing now yeah and And it's exciting and scary oh totally and you know one thing i would say is that especially with people that number one work from home or entrepreneurs especially that work from home is that one of the biggest things i get frustrated about is um that it it, because i'm home that all of a sudden i should be able to take care of some errands during the day or Mm -hmm. Um, that I now should be able to take care of the house or whatever it is. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, wait, I have appointments too, and I have to take care of these things yeah. just because I'm at home. But on the other side, it's like, you know, we each have our chores and he's just, oh, I'll get to that later. And I'm like, you don't understand. I see this yeah. 24 hours a day. <laughs> it's I, your environment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I do sleep some hours, but, but I'm here in this all day long. Yes, I have some appointments out and about that now it's in my face. You can leave the house and leave the mess behind or leave whatever it is that you're in the middle of behind. I can't. It's right in front of me. And so that's what's frustrating to me when yeah. things don't get taken care of and and you know responsibilities aren't aren't being kept up with and that's probably one of the one of the things we fight about the most is just that it's it's not taking the home responsibilities because I'm always here or most of the time. Right. And it's like, I, well, it's we, like your office is messy be, because it is home and you, you know what I mean? So I could totally get it. He goes into work, checks out and he's got his stuff that he's doing for the day, but you're there. If the dishes are all piled up and everything, you're there. Like you need your coffee. Well, and- we, we sorted that out, I think a couple of years ago. And sometimes he still might complain, but I'll like straighten him out real quick. <laughs> no, but it was like, you know what? Like, cause I was also running this business from home with kids. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, hello. Now that I'm on the other side of it, don't do that guys. Like get a nanny or put yes. them in daycare. <laughs> no, I'm just oh, kidding. Yes. But you know, that in itself was a full-time job, but again, putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's like, well, I should be able to do all of this. No, 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 you can't. And I remember kind of saying one time in probably one of our fights, I doubt we were talking, you know, over beautiful dinner about this, but I, you know, about- It wasn't a bottle of wine, Chardonnay. <laughs> Maybe. Candlelight. But it was no. like, you know what? Like, again, it's about focus and your time, right? Yeah. So if I'm home and I'm working the business and doing all of this kind of stuff, um, you know, there's a reason why there are people who are paid to come into your house. You don't expect a house cleaner to come for four hours and clean your house and watch the kids and feed them and, and you know, uh, call and book that doctor's appointment. No, they're very different roles. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I figured out that I'm probably worth at least $1,800 a month for nanny services yep. <laughs> plus doing the work. So do you want me to be the nanny or do you want me to be 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Well, that's even the biggest, biggest struggle concept with even work at, or not even work at home moms, just moms that leave work to stay and be home with the kids. And I have, um, I have a friend that her, her ex always thought that because now she was at home that all of a sudden she wasn't doing anything oh. and wasn't, was, she wasn't bringing any money in. And I'm like, but you are saving like a lot I mean, of money. Had four, three kids between the two of them and four kids total. Yeah. Like yeah. four kids in daycare or, you know, and yeah. having babysitter services, the oldest one didn't really need it, need it but three, you know, you're saving the way more than oh, yeah. what her income even was. That's why she came home. But now all of a sudden, because she's home, you're totally devaluing her services and what she's actually saving wow, you. That's and, actually and, it really is, good. and it is backwards and it's yeah. true. It's like, yeah. you're right. And that's a lot of the deciding factors, to be honest, um, why, you know, yeah. women leave their careers because A, it's the financial piece. It's like, then all of a sudden you're working all this time, you're away from your family, but you're not actually bringing any money because now it's going to someone watching your kids. So, right. But yeah. then you try and do that and have a business on top of it. And that just doesn't work because now you're like in an appointment with a coach. I have a client that she'd show up and her kid would be interrupting every five minutes. I was fine with that. I'll roll with the punches. But how much more value are you going to get from that person you're paying for that's there to teach you and coach you? Yeah. I mean, is that worth having your child in daycare for a couple hours that day? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't know. It's incredible. I'll come home and I'm like easily distracted. Like, yeah, really, right? where's the squirrel? There's a yeah, squirrel. Right? You get to see the famous squirrel. Oh, oh I love it. I love it. Oh, so, my gosh, I squirrel so I do. I get, I get easily distracted and I'll come home and she will have a four-year-old boy kind of like wrapped on her head. And then a daughter <laughs> singing ABCs with her feet up on her knees and Paw Patrol is going yeah. and the daughter has an iPad and the little guy has got her phone and she's on the laptop like working away and I'm like oh man I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how you're doing that well again though I've had a couple of years of just working around yeah. it to some I'm degree but, but then you know there's a frustration too and I'm just going to speak to this we could talk all day so um, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think it's important though to understand because I also then was feeling like my time wasn't important because yes. when he gets home from work, it's like, Hey, how's it going? You want to go for a walk? Do you want to, and I'm like, I'm working. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's like, like, or I don't get to work until, you know, eight or nine o'clock at night. And mm -hmm. he would be like, why aren't you coming to bed? Like you're staying up so late. That's why you're tired the next day. It's like, because that's when I get the time. Yeah. The focus time. But we did figure that out. We like, did. I think I, I get home and I'll try to take over everything I can. For but her. then I'm like, well, you should be helping me. And anyways, right. <laughs> That's a whole other he can't win. He just can't win. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Help. Help. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we're getting off on. Hey, yeah, wait, right. I'm going to give that over. <laughs> okay, that was okay, there you time. go. So, um, one of the things we would like to always ask is, what do you think is your superpower? What's your secret superpower? Well, I think you've already learned that the sales. <laughs> Sales is my superpower, and yeah. um, and it's funny that you ask it in that way because I actually delivered a talk last week about your nat unleashing your natural sales superpower. So I teach people about their natural sales superpower too. So that's my superpower is teaching that. Awesome! awesome. I can I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can too. 
yeah, you've given me lots of things to think about actually just in the approach and everything. Cause yeah, it's, it was good. So awesome. do, you, do you have a question for us? Oh my gosh. You know, I think we've <laughs> talked and everything about this. It's so cool, but you know, what do you, what do you find is the biggest thing that you deal uh, with clients? Like, uh, in marketing when it comes to sales, because we already distinguished they're two different things, but they need to go together from mm -hmm. your view. What do you see is, is the biggest issue that people have? The biggest issue for sales or for marketing, marketing? for sales or how they, they fit together that the people have that missing link. Like what's that missing link mm -hmm. that you see a lot of times in your clients? Yeah, I think that there can be a lot of times there's a disconnect between the marketing and what's being proposed to be done versus, you know, once they come in and, and they're actually being sold on it and interacting with the company. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pick on any niche, but really, you know, like an auto, let's say, where you're, you have an advertisement and you get there and then it really isn't what you expected. So that kind of speaks to the authenticity side. And that's something I've always been passionate about is like, okay, if you're, if you're doing marketing and you're broadcasting something, you're making sure that you're, you are authentic in what you're trying to communicate. And that when they do come in and interact with you and go through the sales process, that it, there's cohesion. And I think a lot of times that's where um, knowing your audience, like we've woven this all together already, but I do see a theme in that uh, with, uh, you know, people that are struggling with their business and how to drive leads in and then how to actually onboard them and have them as clients. Yeah. I feel it's intentional. I'm sorry. You feel it's intentional. I not really. No, no. So no. it's a blind, a blind spot that a lot of people have. I'm sorry. It's a blind spot that a lot of people have. Yeah, it absolutely is a blind spot. I, I, I think too that sometimes just thinking about a lot of businesses I feel are really focused on getting new clients all the time and they forget about the ones that they already have mm -hmm. and how to nurture that and give them yes. the next thing. And they think that, you know, they don't have any other services or whatnot and it's so not true, you know. And I'm guilty of that too. It's like, okay, you got to get new clients, new clients, new clients, which is great. But why keep spending your marketing dollars to get new ones when you already have people who have pulled out that credit card, you know, um, and, and, and most of the time, if someone's done business with you, you know, they want more from you too, right? Mm -hmm. So helping people understand that, that that is really where, you know, your, your long-term clientele is. Right. So. Well, it's like dating, right? You know, you date and then you finally get that person that says they want to be your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You can't just now just hang out and just be here. You still have to develop that and nurture that relationship, right? Yeah. There's next levels or otherwise it's going to not work. Same thing with clients. Okay. They come to your door, they buy something from you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you stop taking care of them. Yeah. Because the nurturing piece is also taking care of them and building the relationship. It's not just about selling them something more. It's yeah. about even supporting them with what they have versus putting all of your attention on those people that the unknowns, the people you're trying to draw in. And, yeah. and it's, it's interesting how many people don't understand that the, the majority of very successful businesses are successful because probably at least a third to even 50% of their business is repeat. Yeah. Class. 
depending on, you know, what type of product that they have. I mean, Apple, look at Apple. I mean, their satisfaction rates are like 78 to, they hover between like a 78 to like 80% satisfaction rate and even referral rate, but also they have people buying their new product every year. Do you need a new phone every year? No, but you buy it because you're so loyal to yeah. the brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, and I think that's the thing where for me, the passion comes of, you know, helping businesses understand and see that too, because it's just a different way of thinking and there are strategies and things you can do to do that. So mm -hmm. there's a, there's a bit of a disconnect there from yeah. what I've seen. Yeah. 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 I would agree. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So Kelly, how can our listeners or viewers get a hold of you if they want to get in touch? Yes. Yeah, so I am located at uh, www.kellysample.com and that's Kelly with an I sample.com. And uh, I can be reached there uh, and there's contact information there, but also people can send me an email at Kelly at kellysample.com. So as long as it's Kelly with an I, so K-E-L-L-I um, at kellysample.com, people can, can get a hold of me. Awesome. Okay. And they Thank can you. find you on Facebook too, I imagine. Yep. I'm on Facebook as well. Um, the no. tag is, you know, I can give you that for maybe if you're doing show notes as well and, and the links there, but it's just Kelly sample coaching. will get you to my business, um, my awesome. business Facebook page. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. We'll be sure to share that link as well. Um, so people can reach out if they want to do that. Yeah. And we appreciate your time again. We um, have gone over our time, but it's because people <laughs> like you are so awesome to talk to. Thank you. I had much. so much fun. Oh my gosh. Today was just <laughs> appreciate it. Take care. Okay, I appreciate it too. You. you guys take care too. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please go ahead and leave us a review. Do us a favor as well. Take a screenshot, share this episode on your social media platforms on Instagram or on Facebook with your friends. We would love to have them. And for those of you who might be interested in actually watching the video version of our interviews, head on over to our YouTube channel and just look up Kristen Ed and you will see them there. Um, now, a couple things I wanted to just let you guys know as well, if there's ever anything that Ed and I can help you with when it comes to marketing and sales, head on over to our website, kristened.com. There you will find some more information about who we are, what we've done, and the types of services that we can help you with. Our most recent, we have launched our virtual CMO program, which we are so excited about. Um, and another thing, that you don't want to miss out on, guys. And this is happening the week of April 30th. We have teamed up with Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, and Russell Brunson for a very special launch that is going to change the world. So head on over to our website, check out more information about us, and we thank you again for listening. Yeah.